these idiots and fools and jackasses on radio. What an introduction that was. Holy God. Oh my gosh. Nobody does it better. Kids, we don't want another incident here, okay? Yeah. It's such a bizarre world. I apologize for that. All right, go, go. Even Speaker Pelosi said it would be dangerous to leave it to voters to determine whether President Trump stays in office. Really? This is Ed McMahon. And now, he is Armstrong and Getty. Are we a week away? One week from Christmas? Oh, boy. Live from Studio C. See in your A dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. And hey, everybody, today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Impeachment. Yeah, I was trying to come up with an alternate way to get there. It's something to do with the Democrats in Congress have managed to render impeachment, which is a serious thing. I mean, it's always been an incredibly serious thing in our constitutional republic. They've rendered it ridiculous. It's now mostly funny. Nancy Pelosi's newest maneuver. Have you heard about this? Have you seen this? We'll talk about it. And she's threatening to not send the articles of impeachment to the Senate (laughs) if they don't do what she wants. And Mitch McConnell's like, all right, whatever. It's legitimately the biggest news story in America, but in people's real lives, with Christmas one week away, Looking at your to-do list today, how much of it is involves thinking about impeachment? Particularly given the inevitable outcome. Oh, right, knowing what was going to happen. Right. I'm thinking of all the things i got to get done with, uh, you know, you know, travel and Christmas and gifts and everything like that. School, uh, closing up shop here in a couple right. of days for most people. Right. And everything. None of it has anything to do about being concerned about impeachment. I flipped to it uh, a number of times through the day yesterday into the evening, and, and it, it struck me, it, it aroused my interest at about the same level of as uh, an argument over uh, the NFL's uh, pass interference rules. Well, it sounds most curious, but uh, then uh, what was that, sweetheart? I turned it off, talked to my wife, whatever. It seems about right, though. It just it fits in. It fits in with the modern era. If you look at it in the long scope history, oh my, three people impeached, it's a huge deal. But in the modern era, the way we do things now, like the last ten years. Yeah, it's like a really, really strong Twitter comment. It's kind of, (laughs) yeah, exactly. It kind of fits in with just the way we do things now. Everything's over the top. You know what? Everything's incredibly partisan. That's a great insight. Because if you said something to someone in 1930, Akin to a really strong Twitter comment. Twitter blast. He just absolutely shredded them. You'd be fighting. You might shoot at each other. Your families might feud for a generation and a half. If you said stuff like people say all the time on Twitter. Well, likewise impeachment. It's the age of hyperbole. So now we're going to oh, go crazy. And then nothing's going to happen. My son wants a gecko for his birthday. His birthday is uh, the 23rd. So, it's a uh, little lizard, huh? How big do geckos run? I'll bet there's a variety, isn't there? About the size of a dog or a, oh boy, a pen? I, doubt that. I don't know. <laughs> typical gecko is probably about the size, the length of a, a man's hand. Anyway, yeah, somehow, right. yeah. somehow we ended up in a conversation last night, my wife and I, uh, who haven't uh, been talk, been able to talk that much the last several days with a variety of things going on, just stuff happening. I know how that goes. Um, yeah. 
And, and What's anyway, your name again? And anyway, it ended with, uh, I thought you were getting the gecko. I thought you were getting the gecko. So so I'm scrambling to find a gecko now. Road to hell, paved with unbought geckos. <laughs> Somebody said, don't get a gecko at, uh, and I won't name the popular giant pet store you've got in your, cold, uh, your uh, it's next to your Applebee's. And yeah. your, big box pets. Yeah, big box pets. Yeah. Because they, uh, they tend not to last very long. So huh. Yeah, your little exotic pet store. Trying to go a little more boutique. Get Got some geek guy who's like number one snake guy in town then decided to go pro. Yeah. That's probably a good place to go. <laughs> but is that something you can do in a couple of days? I don't know. I'm about to find out. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, a good friend of my son's used to work at a store like that. Really? Yeah. Uh, I wonder if they're still around. Let me. I'll reach out. Uh, but, uh, yeah. And then what do you do? I don't know. You just... Uh... You feed it flies and you watch it. Well, I go pick it right. up, though. Do I put oh. it in the center console of my truck, or do I put it in a jar, or I put it in the glove compartment? Put <laughs> holes in your glove compartment first. <laughs> right. Are they, uh, surely you're you're not going to let it run around the house like it's a dog, right? So I don't know. i got two goats running around my house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, surely they will, they will be willing to sell you some sort of habitat for the thing. And you just probably seatbelt that into your car? The habitat we have purchased, so we have that. Oh, but, uh, excellent. I okay. like your idea. I think I, I poke some holes in the glove compartment, just put them in there. Piece just, of lettuce, he's fine. If he gets Go hungry, school. He can, put it under your hat. <laughs> <laughs> if he gets hungry, he can eat my insurance card. That's yeah. the way I look at it. Um, uh, let's introduce everybody in the squad to kick off the show. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons for the toggles, pulling levers. Are you this morning, Michael? I'm okay. I'm uh, looking forward to Christmas, but I'm still trying to decide if I'm going to get a Christmas tree or not. I know it's getting what? late. But, <laughs> wow. Well, just so you know, in, in previous Usually years... Usually people get them earlier. That's why we're laughing. In previous years, I've been able to... They're closing them out. They just want to get them off the lot. Sure. I noticed that some places still actually have them. They were keeping the prices high. Now they're starting to drop the price, so I might because, be able to... Because anybody who wants one already bought one, because right. the enjoyment of having one comes yeah. with having it around yeah, the house It's, for it's not like <laughs> filling out your IRS forms. You just have to get it done by April 15th. No, I mean, but I can, the idea is enjoying the thing. I can get one for like $10, $15. I got one for 15 bucks yeah. one year. I had it for a couple of days, and it was great, and then threw it out. And you know, prorated $7.50 a day. That's not bad for enjoyment. Yeah, so I'm thinking, yeah, I'm going to try that again this, so I'm going to get the truck this weekend and we'll drive around the different lots and see what happens. Yeah, well, cool. I start hey, start b- b- bargaining with them. Yeah. I'll give you 10 bucks for this tray. 10, yeah. you get out of here, 20. If not, my parents have a crepe myrtle bush in their yard. Maybe I'll just, <laughs> you know, they won't notice it missing. I've mentioned I live in a fair amount of clutter and somehow we had lost one of the Christmas, the boxes that had all the Christmas ornaments in it. Mm. We found a couple of them, but we were missing one Yeah, that we had some key stuff in it, like the star and the stocking. And oh, just hadn't been yeah. able to find it till yesterday, and that was a big sigh of relief for everyone. Excellent. Looked through everything, through the garage, through the shop, through was the, the other goat sleeping on it. <laughs> <laughs> Could not find it. Um, you got to have the stockings and the star, and then buying new is just, you know, come on. These are the ones we've always had. That's part of the whole tradition thing, right? Plus you know? you're admitting defeat. Exactly. Yeah. There is a positive Sean whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. Eagerly uh, looking forward to uh, Star Wars, the viewing uh, this evening. Get to go see that. Opening day, bought my ticket about a week in advance, but I'd like to take a moment just really quickly to uh, to send a, a message to my smartphone. Yes, I'm aware that you are unable to update because you are not plugged in over the night. I will take care of it after work. 
feel free to stop letting me know every time I try to use my phone. Like yeah. a nagging spouse, your phone oh, sometimes. Have you yeah. updated yet? I'll get to it. Remember, you, you haven't updated. Update. <laughs> update. We have an update. It's not going to update itself. I've Actually, it does. <laughs> <laughs> I got other things to do more important than this. Oh, you do, do you? Oh, boy. Uh, oh, oh, boy. Why am I arguing with my phone? There's Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? i got to tell you, the countdown continues with this, my last Thursday with the Armstrong oh, and Giddy Show. Oh. I'm going to try and wrap up this week strong like boo. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. That, that, that is awesome. You know, I, I walked into the studio, and Marshall was not in his chair, which he always is in. And it gave me a preview of the, the dark and lonely days ahead. Mm. And I'm going to need some sort of transition. I'm going to need a mannequin in that seat or, <laughs> That's not weird or at a all. picture of Marshall or something. No, you got to ease into it. Can we get a mannequin dressed as Marshall and put in the chair just I'm, to ease us into I'm this? I'm very sensitive. I'm very emotional right well, Marshall, now. Marshall and I were talking about this yesterday. When you're, I don't know what age this you become aware of this, but when you're younger... You dream of retirement, and it just sounds freaking fantastic. You just, oh, good, I won't have to work anymore. Then you reach an age or realization or something like that where you realize that's going to be weird in all kinds of different ways. And, uh... And and not all you know immediately positive. Oh no! Because no. my whole sense of what I got to do with my life, what I am, my response, all yep. disappear overnight. Yeah. Well, now what? Is just yeah. And I've I've seen a number of people go through it. So many an athlete who's thirty years old and rich right. cracks yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, because yeah. their sense of self is all of a sudden gone. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's harder than it looks. Huh. From what I hear, some people ease into it like it's a warm bath. Some struggle, you know. Many yeah, you're just <laughs> stepping right in. Uh, mm. oh, yeah, you yeah. would. Oh, you will. Is, you will be yeah. fine, Sean. Yeah. My, this is great. My, leisure. <laughs> my brother's been talking forever about. I just want to sit in an old folks' home eating Jello. That's all I want to do. <laughs> They can probably accommodate him. He'll be sitting there. What are you, 50? I like Joe. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Thursday, December 19th, the year 2019. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Let's begin then officially, according to the Senate rules, at Mark. So what happens is Bill Clinton said to Crooked Hillary, his very dishonest wife, said, Crooked Hillary, do you think he calls her Crooked Hillary? Mark? <laughs> Maybe he just calls her crooked. He said, crooked, I'm telling you. Crooked. <laughs> he, is really, he is really feeling his stand-up uh, thing now, isn't he? I mean, he's really, he's clearly crafting comedy bits in his mind on the plane. He's workshopping <laughs> his material. Yeah, exactly. In front of a stadium full of people in Michigan. Uh, yeah. You think he calls her crooked early? Maybe he just calls her crooked. Crooked, crooked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That guy, that uh, guy right there was talking. That was the president. While, <laughs> while, by the way, he was being impeached. I mean, yes. at that very moment, uh, during the rally, he says, okay, the votes are coming in. All right. On the first one, we lost no Republicans. No Republicans. How about that? And the crowd roars. Yeah. I mean, and he had his full mojo working. Oh, yeah. Because he's just the way his brain works. He well, likes the chaos. He feeds off the uh, the adversity. Certainly somehow. the controversy. Yeah, yeah, the battle. Well, that and the ridiculousness of this impeachment. I mean, it could not be better for his personality type. It's a brawl, which he loves, as you say, um, and it's a brawl he has no chance of losing. 
What are other headlines, Marshall? Well, the House votes to impeach while Trump rallies. Obamacare has taken a hit in the courts and a very ominous twist in the Jeffrey Epstein suicide case. Yeah, yeah. I'm starting to believe Sean now. Sean's yeah. believed he was murdered all along. I was open-minded to uh, to suicide. but uh, It's a conspiracy theory that's been debunked. I'm, I'm hoping to get hired by NPR. Okay. <laughs> oh, nice. Um, and mailbag? Uh, yes, yes, uh, mailbags outstanding. Several people hate the idea of shower thoughts going down without a fight, oh. so have offered their own. <laughs> I and many people have been getting something wrong about impeachment all along, just out of sloppiness, but it is important to get okay. it correct. I know I did it yesterday. I heard a, a high-level news person on a, on a news channel get it wrong this morning. That's a shock. And, uh, and it's important. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. That, uh, that I got wrong, I've been saying wrong uh, for two weeks now. Well, one week now. Well, three days. Uh, and, and I've heard other announcers doing it, too, and it's really important to the whole thing. And uh, maybe, maybe I'll throw that in front wow. of Marshall's News, I guess. Wow, since clarification. We'll, since we'll lead with impeachment. Yeah, yeah. Well, it might come up in a moment or two. Okay. In Mailbag. You can email us. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Something we ought to be talking about. Send it along. you got a comment, a thought, whatever. Normally, we start mailbag with freedom-loving quote of the day for some reason. Um, today, it's uh, from Barry, an anti-freedom-loving quote of the day. If the accusers can't prove guilt, then the accused must prove innocence. I thought, why do you send that, Barry? And then he quoted Steny Hoyer from yesterday. The majority leader, number two Democrat in the House. He said, and I quote, Remind Americans that the House provided President Trump every opportunity to prove his innocence. That is just another example of the bizarre and Orwellian tone of our times. He's guilty because he failed to prove his innocence. So it's a, it's a, that's a good thing to say. That's a smart thing to say. Oh, on Barry's part? No, no on Steny Hoyer's part. Oh, That's a smart thing to say. Cutting, this, you mean? This whole thing is a political activity. It's mm-hmm. about getting people on your side. Right. So if you look at it that way, as opposed to a legal matter, which it's not, um, that's a smart thing to say. Right. Okay. I, I would call it cunning because it is devious, dishonest. Yet Wait a smart. second. You're not going to have uh, some standards now, are you? For uh, I know. In, in the current I era, know I'm an idiot. In the current era, you just do whatever you got to do. Right. Say whatever you got to say. Mock me. Throw stuff at me. I deserve it. Here's a request from uh, Jeff in Santa Clara, Jeffrey, uh, Santa Clara, California. That's where the San Francisco 49ers play. Um, he wonders, do we still have, Michael, the tape of Vince, producer Vince, doing an impression of Marshall's laugh? Oh, wow. That was good. <laughs> Way back in the day. 
Uh, Vince, I, I Vince did a good Marshall's laugh. I don't know if I've ever heard that. Oh, you haven't? Oh, yeah. it was dead on. Oh, and not only that, <laughs> well, I shouldn't even get into that. Take too yeah, long. You have it? <laughs> That's Vince. <laughs> That was that's so good. <laughs> this is a great Vince. Yes. Oh, our old producer Vince. That is really good. Here's a nice note from uh, Gene. He says, "Shower thoughts not going down without a fight." And he submitted quite a few. Um, as a batting average, not bad. If you were like a comedy writer for a late night show, Gene, you'd stay employed. Mm-hmm. A couple of these are quite good. He asks, is it possible for someone to be a part-time totalitarian? <laughs> That's pretty funny. The more I think about it, the more, the more funnier I think it is. I'm a totalitarian on the weekends. Yeah, yeah, I'm a part-time totalitarian. Uh, how, easy, how easy is it for a socialist to take out a loan? Does it help if they list other people's property as their collateral? <laughs> 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 That's clever, Gene. Well done. <clears throat> how about uh, Pat and DeHood? I'll read it to you, then I'll explain why. With the state of America's colleges and universities, at what point do we properly start characterizing Bernie Sanders' free college pledge as him wanting state-sponsored indoctrination? I'm sure Bernie can't understand why America can't afford college for everyone when China can re-educate a million Muslims and others without charge. One of the reasons that note appealed, especially as we had a great conversation with Peter Bogosian, Last night, he's that uh, professor at the uh, Portland State University. Um, He's one of the trio of folks who passed off those fake grievance studies papers and is absolutely a a jihadist against the sick indoctrination going on on our college campuses these days. And that's an Armstrong and Getty XL podcast. We'll play you some highlights. News next. Historic evening, Joe. As the just for the third time in our nation's history, a president was impeached. Blah 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 blah. So here's I took what my wife and daughter out for sushi. Here's what a uh, a number of people have been getting wrong, including me. I know I've said this several times, and I've heard two announcers say it in, in the last 24 hours since impeachment. We're so used. So Article One of impeachment, abuse of power, passed. We know what that one is. That's the, he got on the phone and asked for something. You shouldn't do that as president. You're abusing your power, right? The other one, as I have shorthanded and other people have shorthanded, ob- ob- obstruction of justice. Well, mm. it's not obstruction of justice. It's obstruction of Congress. Correct. But I have been saying, and a lot of a lot of people have been, in our minds we're thinking obstruction of justice because that's a thing. Mm. That's a thing you've heard of. Yeah. That's something that happens to everyone who tries to get in the way of, uh, you know, a court trial or evidence or anything like that. But they didn't, they, they originally wanted to do that. They couldn't meet that bar, even come close. So they went with something nobody even is sure what it is, because it's not that big a deal. Obstruction of Congress. It's a, as it's it is a deny the behold. As an article of impeachment. Right. And I have been saying obstruction of justice, and I've heard it, as I said, twice. Last night, once this morning. And on obstruction of justice, the president, one person on Fox and one person on MSNBC, hmm. it's not that high a bar. No. It's much lower. It's just obstruction and, and of honestly, Congress. obstruction of justice can be a pretty low bar. Yeah, the argument is we have oversight uh, duties over the executive branch, and you made it too hard. 
Wow, that's a weak article of impeachment. Well, the first one's pretty weak, too. Abuse of powers in the eye of the beholder. Anywho, let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips. As you were saying, President Trump impeached by the House last night on charges of abuse of power and obstruction of Congress. No Republicans voted in favor. Three Democrats broke ranks with Tulsi Gabbard voting present. After both the articles passed... Is she wearing that white outfit? After both articles passed, Speaker Nancy Pelosi was saying... December 18th, a great day for the Constitution of the United States. A sad one for America that the President's reckless activities necessitated us our having to introduce articles of impeachment. Hey, does anybody... Oh, shut up! Did anybody get the cheers on microphone? Because when the articles uh, passed, they, they, the Democrats started cheering like crazy. You just hear at the very beginning kind of a... And then she hits the mic so oh. that it doesn't go over the mic. Because oh. she didn't want it to be cheering. She wanted it to be the quiet, sol- quiet solemn, I'm wearing black. Exactly. This is a sad occasion. But they were cheering like crazy. And you hear just a little bit of it on her microphone at the beginning. I find that humorous. Of course they were cheering. They're excited and happy. Let them cheer. We all know they're happy. They finally did what they've been promising to do since before the inauguration. All the friends I know uh, have who are Democrats are cheering and happy, too. Let's not pretend that's not the case. The Daily Show had a funny bit that was mostly visual, so I couldn't really uh, play it on the air. But So they had a reporter reporting from the Democrat thing, and every time they cut back to him, it was just more of a party in the background. There was champagne. At the very end, he had on a candy necklace dancing at a rave. Let's not pretend that people who hate Trump aren't excited and cheering about this. Here, I've got the example for you right here. The yeas are 230. The nays are 197. Present is one. Article one is adopted. The question, the question is on adoption of Article 2. And she's waving them off. Oh, she's the applause me. began, yeah. and, and, and then the outrage. Yeah. Nancy Pelosi wearing black. Got a note from Robert. <laughs> Nancy Pelosi wore a black dress yesterday to illustrate the somber tone of the impeachment. At least she had the good taste to leave the pointy hat and broom at home. Oh. That's, yes. you're, Robert, oh. you're better than that. Don't you think it would have been perfectly fine to go the other direction? Look, I've said he's mentally ill. I've said he's a danger to this country. The biggest threat we've had to democracy in our lifetime. Right. I'm excited right. that we might be getting rid of him. I'm very happy about that. Wouldn't that have been perfectly okay? I, I don't know. I, I, the numbers continue to get more and more miserable in the swing states. I heard a... Who was that guy? He was, um, I think, partially because it looks so disingenuous. If you went with the full, yeah, we're really happy about this. I yeah. think you might get more people on board. Well, I'd give him points for honesty, at least, but... The MSNBC had uh, a couple of guys on this morning who were from the the world of pollsters. They're not advocates. They're not partisans. And they're making the point that in the Electoral College, it keeps getting worse and worse for Democrats. They're warning them. They're saying this this impeachment thing is playing so badly in the states you right. must win. And there was some speculation that Nancy Pelosi's latest bizarro maneuver was an attempt to just change direction, like a reverse in a football play, um, because they realize it's just, it's killing them. I suppose we better get to that. And as the House was about to vote, President Trump held a campaign rally in Battle Creek, Michigan, referring to the move to impeach. This lawless partisan impeachment is a political suicide march 
for the Democrat Party. Have you seen my polls in the last four weeks? <laughs> President going on to add. By the way, it doesn't really feel like we're being impeached. <laughs> the country is doing better than ever before. We did nothing wrong. We did nothing wrong. And we have tremendous support in the Republican Party like we've never had before. Nobody's ever had this kind of support. On the Gallup site yesterday, they had on the Gallup polling site, they had presidential approval up six points since impeachment began. Six-point rise in Gallup for a presidential wow. approval wow. since impeachment yeah. started. Wow. That's not what they were hoping for. So, listen, very briefly, and we can talk about this a little more in a few minutes, but Nancy Pelosi is saying she's not going to transmit, whatever that means, the articles of impeachment to the Senate unless Mitch McConnell assures her that it's going to be a fair process and equitable and and, and they're going to do it the way she thinks they should do it, which is constitutionally just utterly ridiculous. Well, wait a second, though. This is what I've been thinking. Are we taking this through the lens of pre-2015? Or are we taking this through the modern lens? The the old lens, yeah, this is really interesting. The Speaker of the House said they might not send over the articles of impeachment. The modern lens is Trump saying, I might not do debates next year. I might leave NAFTA. Mm-hmm. I might do this, I might do that. Just yeah. to make everybody go crazy yeah. for a day. Yeah. And then doesn't mean anything. So... Is Nancy, which is that, which of these is that? I don't know. In the old days, I would have thought this is significant news, but she might be playing the Trump game. I yeah. might not even send over the articles of impeachment until you can prove it's fair. Right. Yeah. And then I might boycott Apple, and I might decide, <laughs> I'm going to decide to add a hundred seats to Congress, and they're all Democrats. I'm considering that. We cannot, <laughs> that's the Trump way of doing things. We cannot name managers until we see what the process is on the Senate side. So far, we haven't seen anything that looks fair to us, so hopefully it'll be fair. When we see what that is, we'll send our managers. Then Mitch McConnell's got to be thinking, do whatever you want. (laughs) So now you're not going to give us the articles to even try them? All right, back to work. These are odd times. (laughs) One final note. Prosecutors are saying video that would likely show what was taking place outside Jeffrey Epstein's New York jail cell before he attempted suicide last July has gone missing. Okay. Isn't this all you need to hear? Yeah, the assistant U.S. attorney says no one can seem to find the footage that would show the outside of Epstein's cell that he was sharing at the time with an accused murderer. This is now. This came out because there's there's somebody being charged. Yeah, the guards. Yep. Um, and uh, never doing their rounds or right. checking on and, somebody. And his lawyer said, "Well, we need to get the videotape to prove that blah blah blah." And then uh, so they requested that, and nobody could come up with it. Yeah. Well, something tells me the the guards, who are surely part of a union, they thought, you know, it's going to look bad if this tape disappears, but it's going to look worse if the tape shows we never do our jobs. What if the tape so shows they spirited it away? What if the tape shows Hillary Clinton sneaking in there and garroting the guy? <laughs> well, that would be exciting. I have a feeling it's a much more mundane explanation. Hashtag I offer, but... Clinton body count. Nah, right, oh then. boy, that's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. See, I'm strong a Getty show, the conscience <laughs> of the nation. Oh boy! So I. I felt all excited and proud today because I came in with a much more thorough understanding of how the impeachment process is going to awesome. work. But now Nancy's threatening to take her articles and go home? What? 
Yeah. If she's serious, like I said. Right, is this right. Trump era stuff? So don't this... mess with me. All right. This is the old era where the people said things that they intended to do. I don't know. This is this is literally laughable. You can tell because I'm laughing. This whole process is laughable. So I was watching on ABC last night, uh, George Stephanopoulos' coverage. They broke into uh, Dancing with the Stars or whatever it was on. Did he apologize for being wrong for years about uh, <laughs> Comey and the FISA court? But anyway... Um, uh, their uh, legal guy on there said, uh, this is the most partisan impeachment in our nation's history and may end up being an example of how not to do impeachment. I think that's absolutely true. And that's what they said on ABC News. Nancy Pelosi herself, in March of this year, unequivocally could not have phrased it more strongly. We're not going to do impeachment unless there's bipartisan support for it. Well, as I said earlier, it's a political thing, and the politics pushed her into it. She believes that. Right. I, I, she believed it then. I'll bet she believed it last night. Right. But uh, she, she got pushed by the uh, the loud crowd. I think the country has moved into a new phase of, of its relationship with each other, the parties, etc. We're no longer a, a, a really successful couple that bickers, you know, we have arguments, disagreements over, you know, the kids sometimes or finances, but we, we love each other. We come together because what unites us. We are now a couple of tweakers who are constantly screaming at each other. My mother was right. I shouldn't have married you. I ought to divorce you, you slut. Wow. We're, we're now that couple wow. as a country. That's ugly. So, yeah. so, yeah, the Democrats are saying we ought to impeach you, you slut. And the Republicans are saying, we never should have married you. And we're now we're that couple. In our single wide trailer with newspapers instead of curtains. We got pit balls in the yard. Our kids got no shoes on. This is America. Armstrong and Getty. Christmas season to all of you. There is, um, we got more on impeachment later. There is a debate tonight. Nobody's mentioned that. It just, it's, it's, all the, right. it's the debate that nobody, the last debate got no coverage. Right. This one is uh, going to uh, surpass that. Surely they're going to step up their game. I don't know. Ever since they wrote out Marianne Williamson, my favorite character's gone. Yeah. yeah. But so, yeah, no we slam it like nobody's business. Yeah, you used to. No, now nobody slams it. Sean's not staying here and recording the debate and cutting up the clips because last time it was a waste of time. He's going to the new Star Wars movie tonight. Yes. And uh, another big movie that's uh, coming out, um, the freaking Cats movie, which I've never had <gasps> Is any... that the actual title? <laughs> 
I've never had any interest in that whole story. I barely know what it is. The, the musical? freaking Cats movie. From, but, Andrew Lloyd Webber's Spectacular. <laughs> Based on the freaking Cats musical. <laughs> that luckily I never had anybody force me to go to. You know, I did. Judy d- d- dragged me to it. Um, it, it, you know, it was fine. There was spectacle there. It was. It, it was, was a musical. It, it amused me. <laughs> All right. Uh, the, the music from it, I never want to hear again. <laughs> but so, um, one music re- uh, a movie reviewer. This is how I first came across it last night uh, on the Twitter feed. This guy who's uh, a well-known movie reviewer, I guess. Um, he said the embargo has lifted on Cats. I can finally speak. Cats is the worst movie I've seen this year. A truly awfully and ugly film that I wish I could erase from my brain. <laughs> so he didn't like it. <laughs> That's a good review. So I'm going through some of the other ones that Sean has dug up here. There's a thin line between idiocy and genius, and Katz pukes a hairball on it and rubs its blank all over it. Oh, wow. Wow, that's strong. Millions of dollars and thousands of hours have been sunk into making the cats in Cats look like hyper-trichotic mutants from the uncanny valley of Dr. Moreau. I'm not sure what that is, but I don't think it's a compliment. Ah, the uh, sci-fi classic, The Island of Dr. Moreau, in which he experimented with chimeras, half-human, half-beast hybrids. There's some big stars in the Cats movie. I know Taylor Swift's oh, in it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Judy Dench, like, legacy, young people, musical talents. Like, they, yeah, they, they spared no expense. Variety says, director... Tom Hooper's outlandishly tacky interpretation seems destined to become one of those once-in-a-blue-moon embarrassments that mars the resumes of great actors and trips up the careers of promising newcomers. Wow. Sorry to hear that. You'll have the stench of cat on you. You know how you can walk into somebody's house and yeah. smell if they got a cat the second right. you step in the door? That's the way everybody who's in cats is going to be from now on. Wow, Taylor Swift is going to smell like that? If Taylor Swift's in first class on your plane, it's going to smell like there's a cat in the place. <laughs> I've never smelled Taylor Swift, but that's not what I pictured. Uh, L.A. Times, for the most part, Cats is both a horror and an endurance test. <laughs> a dispatch from some neon-drenched netherworld where the ghastly is inextricable from the tedious. <laughs> now that's some good writing. <laughs> wow, the English language is not dead. That's beautifully the said. L.A. Times. Wow. Uh, <laughs> the L.A. Times goes on to say, I remember the time I knew what happiness was. <laughs> They sing in cats. You will remember it, too, and you will know it again once you have ascended to your own heaveside layer located just beyond the light of the exit sign. In other words, after uh, that's leave. a reference to the story. Yeah. Uh, wow. I remember a time when I knew what happiness was, and you'll know it again when you leave. <laughs> it's basically what they said. That's hilarious. Oh, man. Yeah, Roger Ebert, uh, the great film critic, once put out an entire book of his negative reviews. I can't remember the title. It was something to the effect of, I really, truly, absolutely, really, really hated this movie. And it's it's hilarious because a really scathing review is fun to read. And it sounds like uh, Katz has earned them. Wow, a, doctor, a doctoral thesis could be written on how this misfire sputtered into existence. I'll bet that's true. Yeah. How does a project like this get off the ground, continue to get funding, continue to have so, you know, everything, just the momentum? How does it carry it forward uh, for something that's so terrible? And there's so many reviews here of, here of it being terrible. It must be terrible. Uh, nothing is accomplished by turning cats into a garish CGI experiment. This is Vanity Fair, and just about everything is lost. Uh, something called io9. I don't even know what that is. You will witness things no it's eyes. A pop culture website. You will witness things no eyes should see and things nobody should be able to do. All right. What that means <laughs> it is currently rocking a 17 percent on the Rotten Tomatoes tomato meter. <laughs> 
That's rough. I found it exhausting, says the Hollywood Reporter. I like the one that, uh, where they... What, the garish meets the tedious? or Well, do, oh, do you remember when the... We talked about this. Do you remember when the trailer came out? And yes. everybody was like, what the hell is that? Right. It was disturbing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the queasy fears prompted by one of the most disturbing moving trailers ever seen are realized in full in this jaw-dropping feline folly, says The Guardian. All right. So maybe you maybe you watch then like then two hours of what the trailer was like and think what the hell was that? Yeah, yeah. Well, I can't imagine. Just like I said, the stage show was people in these uh, amazing costumes dancing around and singing Andrew Lloyd Webber schmaltz. If you like that sort of thing, there was plenty of it. If not, you know, it was a couple hours long and it was it was interesting. Um, yeah. Okay. So they make it. They have the people running around like they are cats. At least some of the time. Then they get up on all fours and... To assess cats as good or bad feels like the wrong axis on which to see it. <laughs> it is with all affection a monstrosity. Wow. <laughs> wow. A pure nightmare fuel. Yeah, I'll take my kids. You know, I'm watching uh, Hanson's role in the, the, uh, the trailer as we speak, and... It, it looks one. wild and weird, but not horrible. But uh, evidently it is. It's not my sort of thing, but yeah. Okay, here's another review. Glad to report that Cats is everything you'd hope for and more. A mesmerizingly ugly fiasco that makes you feel like your brain is being eaten by a parasite. <laughs> a viewing experience so stressful that it honestly brought on a migraine. Wow. Holy cow. <laughs> makes your brain feel like it was eaten by a parasite. Man, That's you not got a good Academy review. Award winners multiple. Y- you have, oh my God, it's like a who's who of the Academy Awards, which I hate. Taylor, There's Taylor Swift. is unbelievable. And it's a horror. Yeah, who that's knew? funny. That's, that is really hilarious. <laughs> uh, a couple more impeachment notes for you. Uh, coming up, if you want them. Do you want them? Don't be wrong. Yeah.